Welcome everybody to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I'm your host, Jason, the Angry Wargamer, and Drew and Lando are here. Um, what yeah. is good? <laughs> what up? Yeah, so uh, what have you guys been up to? Um, I went to C2E2 today. Um, other than that, just fucking... <laughs> Uh, you know dude just working like there hasn't really been much i've been playing live alive the the re-release that they did or re reimagining i don't know what the fuck you want to call it it's just gorgeous um i got a i got a first sneak peek myself on that that shit is gorgeous and the narrative work is just wonderful i've been drawing mostly myself just you know get my practice in and all that nonsense uh, I got to see a preview of uh, Nintendo's Meet the Mario's today, a well <laughs> dub version of the uh, uh, of a fan comic of uh, Mario of a life between uh, the Mario Brothers' parents. So I thought that was cool. I, I think it's fun. Oh, nice! I cool. recommend it for those who are into that sort of thing. And last weekend we managed to actually do play a uh, uh, local. A local multiplayer of uh, fucking TMNT Shredder's Revenge. We got to, we'll be talking about that later as well. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Finally, I also got to play uh, um, River City Three Kingdoms as well. <laughs> so it was a lot of video games in the past bit of time. Yeah, I picked up uh, Xenoblade Three. Um, I finished Tales Arise. Um, oh yeah my son's almost done with xenoblade 3 he's just eating oh, through yeah. it i actually put it down because i went back to pokemon um unite for the anniversary stuff um i finished what else did i do i finished the room kind of i gotta move stuff into it uh but i finished 90 percent of the trim the other 10 percent is just the closet and i can do that later it's not important <laughs> But I'm I'm not I'm gonna do other stuff to the closet, um, but yeah I got uh, so I got to start moving stuff up to the room. Um, what else to do? I finished a commission. Um, and that's pretty much about it. I've been on vacation all week, so I've been trying to keep myself busy, which I have been successfully doing. <laughs> so, yeah. Hails arise, Xenoblade Three. I, man. Uh, I I mean I'll talk about Xenoblade Three a little bit right now because I'm kind of I'm disappointed in the art style because Xenoblade Two it went back to the old Xenoblade um graphics style kind of where it's this like real worldy like thing um I'm more of a fan of like the Xenoblade Two like cartoony style um I don't know. It's fun right now. I'm still I got to get used to the battle system again because um, the battle system is different from any other game, but it's the Xenoblade like style. So I haven't played a Xenoblade game in a, like at least a couple years. So it's getting it's taking me getting some used to. But yeah, I'll eventually get back to it. I just I had to put it down and then I went back to Pokemon Unite and been playing the crap out of that. Trying to do all the uh anniversary stuff the one year anniversary stuff 
Only been out for a year. I thought it was out for longer. Shit. No, it's only a year. No shit. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of like free stuff if you're playing and you do like the. Uh, they have, they changed some stuff in it. Like, there's a new system. There's no longer like they have the item system, and then they have like a profile system with coins that increase your stats and stuff. So I figure they think that it's something for the people that have already maxed out some of their um, items or like all their items. I haven't yet because I only play like two specific types of like Pokemon, either like attackers, regular attackers or um, special attackers. So I really only have two profiles and I've maxed out those items. So, um, yeah, it's uh, they've added a lot of stuff to that game. Which is weird to do on the one year anniversary, in my opinion. But hey, got to keep it fresh, right? Yeah, pretty much. And they have a, they have a game mode where it's all Pikachu, from the monsters to the character you can play. You can only play Pikachu. <laughs> so they're emulating the Japanese army. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's one of those like fun little like quick games, but it's like, oh man, is it so annoying? Pikachu on Pikachu, like you literally know what everybody's doing. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like like the mini games in Pokemon Stadium. The difference <laughs> is at least you get a chance the op- the option of playing a fucking Voltorb. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> oh, they added um, dude, they've added so many Pokemon. Um, they just added Buzzswole though. That was part of the. Oh, we can get into that. And do you want to get into it now, or you want to get to it later? <laughs> yeah, you might as well. You're already talking about it. <laughs> So the Pokemon Direct happened, what, Thursday? Two days ago? Oh, today is, what is it, August 6th. August 6th. So three days ago, August 3rd or the 4th? I think it was the 3rd. I thought it was the 3rd. Yeah, August 3rd. It's on Thursday, then it's the 4th. Or the 4th, okay. Okay, so then the 4th, whatever. August 4th, um, Pokemon did, uh, when Nintendo did a Pokemon Direct, where it was all Pokemon. So we learned about the new uh, Violet and fuck, I forgot the names. Scarlet Scarlet and Violet. Violet. Yeah, Scarlet and Violet, the new mechanic. Um, They released the map, kind of. Um, And I'm trying to think like, and then obviously the, the first anniversary of Pokemon Unite, they brought up the Pokemon worlds that are happening for the first time in three years, I think they said. Uh, in person, so they'll be they're still supporting Pokemon DX or Pokemon uh, Pokemon Tournament DX, which I was shocked to hear that. Uh, Sixteen teams got invited to Worlds from across the world for Pokemon Unite. Then they have the uh, VGC and the card game that they're doing. So um, I don't. I think it's this. It might be this weekend too. No, fuck, dude. Everything was this weekend. Everything was going on. <laughs> uh, Pokemon World. Let me find out. It was in London this year. Uh, 2022 World Championships. Yes, I accept the goddamn cookies. <laughs> Take them cookies. Take them good. Oh, no. Okay, so it's coming up August 18th to the 21st in London. Close enough. Yeah. Oh, and they're doing Pokemon Go tournament. How the fuck 
Pokemon Go tournament. They have the they have the yeah they have the battle system. Their PVP system is shit. I didn't say it was good. I said they had one. They're just combining all of the Pokemon stuff, and Pokemon Go is still doing well for them. So, well, it's because it's because when COVID happened, they pulled a lot of the really like predatory financial shit off, and people got really comfortable with it. Oh. I suppose even the, you may not be able to leave outside and go and go and collect pokeballs out of our rest stops. Great. <laughs> no, dude, if you ever if you actually develop friendships with your Pokemon, you get like five or six pokeballs a day. I would during COVID. I would know because you want to know what's the kick in the nuts. When I got my all my all my stuff transferred into the new phone. I forgot all my contact information when it came to Pokemon Go. So now my original account is gone and I don't plan on making a brand new one. Fuck that. <laughs> mm, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, for all I know, I probably am just going to be fucking stuck with another Jinx like I did on the first one. <laughs> I just lo- I, I just lo- the wind came out of my so- sails when I, you know, I did want, what is it? Uh, Go Fest. I did one Pokemon Go Fest. Paid for the paid for the the experience. I didn't give a fuck. I I think I did like half of the questing quest lines you could do with it. Maybe grabbed a couple Pokemon, and then like once I started acquiring some of the legendaries that you can get at at some of the some of the gyms, I just it it kind of, it kind of became underwhelming to me because I didn't really give a shit about the game after a certain point when it became more trouble than it was worth. And for me, personally, for some fucking reason, out of all fucking Pokemon games, it was the one app that apparently I had the worst luck in when it came to Shinies. I think, like, <laughs> the last time I ever played Pokemon was the only time I ever found my first and only Shiny, a Charmander. I took all my Shinies from the Pokemon Go app and moved them right to home. <laughs> Fair enough. The, I, yeah. <laughs> I still fucking pay for Pokemon Home. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, I get access to at least like a couple boxes. Why would you? Because you cannot transfer them in between games without paying. Meh. What do you mean? I tried. What? I wanted to transfer some of my Pokemon from Pokemon Go into Pokemon into my Pokemon Shield. It would not let me unless I paid for the premium account. Oh, yeah, I didn't have that problem. (laughs) So I can deposit. I could send the Pokemon in there. I cannot take them out. Huh. The one-way street. That seems backwards. Oh well. Um, East. Yeah. So the so the big announcement was the obviously Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and the new mechanic. I don't know how I feel about the new mechanic. Like <laughs> at first, I was like, I need to see gameplay footage, and then it's like they said every Pokemon can do it, so. To me, it's the Sun and Moon Z crystals mixed with like Dynamax. Mixed with Porygon. That's right, folks. Do you love Porygon? <laughs> now, every Pokemon is Porygon. Because apparently this thing not only enhances the, your Pokemon's sets, it also can potentially change your Pokemon's typing. Right, but they also haven't stated if it's permanent or if it's like a three-turn thing 
Because no, remember, it's the, temporary for sure. It's not something that changes permanently. Just it's well, probably like akin to Mega Evolution, where it only lasts for the battle. Well, but remember, the Z crystals only were one move. Yeah, I get that. So, like, is it going to be three turns? Is it going to be one turn? Is it going to be a single move? Like, is it going to be the entire battle? Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. All I'm going to say is they better not fuck it up with the crystallonics, damn it. And and will they allow more than one? In one match? I doubt it. bring back Diancy. Oh, my God. Crystal Diancy. Crystal Carving. Crystal fucking uh, Sableye. Crystal Onyx. I know you want Crystal Onyx. Well, that's what I said. They better not fuck it up with the Crystal Onyx. <laughs> so they've done a... They, like, so after watching that tra- the trailer for the Pokemon stuff, I think I'm more hyped for this game now because, like, it intrigues me on, like, yeah. what, like, well, what they, they the new mechanic the does. Of the, Thou shall not mention emulated Pokemon Crystal Clear. Route, yeah. where now the game is non-linear, where you can just go to whatever gym you want. You want to get yourself thrashed in the final gym using your starter at level ten? Go right ahead. Beat that masochism in you. The other thing too. The other thing that was cool. Greatest Pokemon, the first two fucking gyms. Oh fuck yeah, man! Fucking Pokemon X and Y. I had level one hundred Pokemon before I had my second badge. What? Hell yeah, dude. It's not that difficult. Yeah, okay. Battle maybe. Chateau is your fucking friend, man. And you can get you can get even the Elite Four in there before you have the second badge. Jesus. And then with those delicious O powers, oh baby, I am grinding extra hard. <laughs> well, the cool thing is is that they you can change the ability. The ability can change. On the Pokemon as well as the typing. I love the video example that they put. Hey, you you want your Eevee to be a water type or a grass type? <laughs> There's some uh, good. You can. Um, yeah, that's called Leafeon <laughs> and Vaporeon. What the fuck are you doing? Dude, the memes have been so good right now. Like, <laughs> I thought Lechonk was gonna be like the meme for like the rest of Pokemon for this cycle. Oh no, God. not even close. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know what? These guys, all they did was they took the pigs from fucking Wind Waker and decided to put it in fucking Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I am okay with that. As long as, as long as Lechonk is better than Wulu, I'll be happy. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm just going to name him Moblin. Yes, that's what you should do. I'm literally just going to name him Mini-Me. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Wooper. Uh, oh my fucking oh, god. Dude, they... Ch- what yeah. They changed the typing on a lot of Pokemon now. You have uh, was this the Huis? No, no. Hisuian. Yeah, Hisuian was last. Sword and Shield, right? No, no that was that's Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, so yeah, More so they about, uh, the Galar Pokemon. Galar, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they brought in some um, Legends of Arceus specific Pokemon, which gives hope that you can transfer your Pokemon from Arceus. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind I mean, either. I mean, having fucking that wicked fucking Zoroark is going to be fucking amazing. I know. So, Although, I don't know how I'd feel about transferring um, Arceus and uh, its new forms. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead and talk, yeah. Yeah, so I'm aware of your dislike of forms. <laughs> if you're a purist. So there's uh, a purist. I just think that the designs look fucking awful. I would have been fine with like fucking primal Dialga. That would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> but they just they were like, you know what? We're just gonna Digimon this shit up and we're gonna Digimon it hard. And I look at it and just like <laughs> so the so the the cool thing about this game is that you don't even have to battle to f- there's three ways to play the game and battling isn't isn't the straightforward way to finish the game there's like what is there um like treasure they said and then there's another like there was three ways to enjoy the game and you weren't just tied into finishing like the main story is specifically battling As it should be anyways. I mean, <laughs> I think it should have been because, like, look at Ash. Ash's whole thing is he wanted to be the very best and go to the Elite Four. Yeah, how did that oh. work out for him? Oh, right. It took him eight fucking generations before he could finally be a champion. <laughs> Still, though, they, they didn't uh, like they didn't lock you into a certain specific way to play, which I think is cool. The only thing that I'm like questioning, though, is if they're using the sword and shield method of enjoying the world or if they're using the Legends of Arceus way of enjoying the world. Ah, like, do you have to catch six million fucking Pokemon or can you is it the old battle system where like you run into it? You start the battle and then you can catch it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the traditional route. They probably it's going to be like a combination of uh, of uh, of the two. Maybe incorporate some of fucking let's go into the into the fold. Yeah, because like there's oh, some situations so, uh, where it looks like it's. Like that. Yeah, there's some situations where it looks like it's the, um, like the same way, like the old method. Like obviously, like the trailer for Lechonk and. Some of the other trailers, it looks like that, but then they show the open worldy part of it, and you're like, hmm. And you start to wonder if it's there's going to be like a the wild area scenario, but the wild area is more like Arceus. And it's, I don't know. It's got a lot. There's still a lot of questions, but I'm still hyped for it. <laughs> yeah, like the seriously, guys, the Pokemon motorbikes. Yeah, that's okay. That was my. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That was the one thing I didn't like because those are like those are the face Pokemon of the game. And usually those are legendaries. So are are they just handing you a legendary or is there something that you're going to have to do to be able to obtain that? And I just kind of wish that they were just like regular bikes designed based on legendary Pokemon and that the actual legendary Pokemon aren't actually bikes. Well, the other thing is, too, is that they don't even use the wheels. They run on their feet. It's even weirder. <laughs> like, fuck, I would rather just be riding on a fucking Dodrio. Right? That would be okay. <laughs> Being able to ride the Pokemon in the game would be way cooler than catching a dedicated. Exactly. Yeah. Let me ride my fucking Rhyhorn, fucking climb up the mountains with I want well, with, with the bastard. Even or sort of. Like, yeah. Or maybe drill through the fucking mountain as a Rhyperior. Oh, natural environment damage. Fuck you. Who did that? Um, Arceus. Arceus. Or Arceus did that. 
Where not you had, necessarily because well, we had certain Pokemon that would interact with the environment. They lied to you on that particular aspect. Right. But what if they open that up to be like other Pokemon? Yeah, I would be hyped for that. I would be totally excited. But until then, we only have Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC recyclable trash. <laughs> Come on, that's basically what it is. It's the champion's ballad, except, you know, replace the motorbike you win at the end by completing the final shrine with Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That makes all the fucking sense in the world. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I'm also excited for Scarlet and Violet, and that's something I haven't felt in a while, especially. Um, with uh with sword and shield's disappointment so uh i'm glad i'm actually excited for it and also in particularly and famously uh one of the professors in scarlet and violet god damn <laughs> i know we talked about it last time but uh yeah i'm just gonna reiterate this fair fair god damn <laughs> he's worth being thirsty waifu material <laughs> oh, has that look, man. She's, <laughs> she, she knows, she's got that look that I know what I want and I'm like oh I know you do baby <laughs> I know what I want is that is that why you didn't like uh, sword and shield because <laughs> they all look like little kids except for the granny <laughs> no, I mean you had you. I mean, let's see. Sonya was hot. Nessa was hot. We all knew about that girl. Melanie was fucking thick as a goddamn snake. Is that the one with the? Uh... She's the ice trainer. Yeah. Not like they didn't, they didn't have attractive characters. It's just you already know y'all. If y'all watched this, y'all heard this uh, podcast. You know how I feel about Sword and Shield. <laughs> I still think you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> I don't care if you think I'm wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I, think I mean, and yeah. I think you're wrong. Fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, so the uh, Pokemon um, hype train is starting. We are three months out and there's a, a long list of Pokemon already released for it. Um, I think it's like five or six new ones right now, including the reskins of a few. Um, and the starters. So um, I'd be on the lookout for more. Um, hey, this Pokemon's gonna be in the game in the next coming weeks or so. Um, yeah. All right, what's next? <laughs> you want to talk about Gen Con? Um, yeah, I can talk about Gen Con. Just some of the releases. It's not over yet. So Gen Con is still going on right now. Uh, yesterday was, or no, today was the third day of Gen Con, and we have. Uh, Mantix Armada new releases. We have Mark Four from Privateer Press, which they are 3D printing, um, which is getting some backlash right now because 
it's like some person at home 3D printed the models and that's what they're selling you. Um, but they won't allow you to have the STLs. So you're getting 3D printed models because, okay, first off, it's a good thing because they can't figure out um, supply chain issues that they're having and the price of other things are going up for them. Um, so I guess to combat that, they're basically 3D printing their product now, which, okay, but at least make it good quality. You know, I don't know. Um, everyone's saying the quality is good, but I think they're saying it's good because it's better than what it's been. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. I, people are excited. I'm not. I haven't been excited for Privateer Press for a long time since Mark II, uh, and they're on Mark IV now. Um, what else? Games Workshop. Uh, I don't think they've announced anything yet. Other than some like new kill team stuff for Tau. Um, demons, some demon stuff. Um, and that's really that for that. Uh, the Chaos Codex came out two weeks ago. And I think those are like all the major announcements right now. Like that Chaos Undivided? Yeah. All right. Yeah, World Eaters isn't going to be for like a couple months. I would assume World Eaters is September. Okay. That's that's just what I'm thinking. Um, like what else? That's really it for Gen Con. Uh, it's been really kind of quiet. Just a minor side note. Did you all know that there was a Dead by Daylight dating sim? Oh, my God. I didn't until you just told me. Why? I, t- <laughs> I was today years old when I f- when I found out about this. Like literally, I was just scrolling down, and then and I'm reading an article. What? What? What kind of freakish bastards are we as a society that this is apparently a fucking thing? At least he's not excited about it. Oh, not. Mixed up sometimes. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I can tell you. Someone ripped my fucking vocal cords. You did that pretty good on your own. <laughs> man, you must have you fucked up real good. Oh, Christ almighty, man. Okay, so hold on. Is there really that like no news? <laughs> if you're referring to it as general news, not really. That's what's really weird about it is like we're on the second day of Gen or was it second or third day of third, Gen Con? Third day. Oh shit. Oh yeah, because fucking they start on Thursday. So but yeah. You still have you still have tomorrow, which again, Sundays usually don't have much. Hold on. Gen Con says harassers targeting marginalized attendees are not staff or volunteers. Good to know. Oh, my God. When was this? This I'm is August 3rd. Several Gen Con attendees reported targeted harassment by individuals claiming to be affiliated with the upcoming board game and tabletop con- RPG convention in Indianapolis. Gen Con said none of the accounts they've reviewed, which contain bigoted language, threats of violence, and Nazi dog whistles, 
were sent by staff, volunteers, or registered attendees. Awesome. <laughs> Again, good to know. Yeah. Yeah, like there's been no like huge like groundbreaking news. Like I think like the people who are excited about certain companies are excited and then there's other people who are just kind of like there to enjoy the games. Like I, I literally have no big announcements from there. Like I have people there that have been like sending me stuff and even they're not even like hype. They're just kind of telling me about stuff. <laughs> like So <laughs> Okay, I guess. <laughs> I think this goes back to the to the E three scenario. I think the value of conventions is kind of going fifty fifty, especially because the majority of people who go to that thing are well, going there to see celebrities. But like these companies put announcements out all the fucking time. Like they don't even need a right. forum to do it anymore because the internet's their forum. Well, the worst case, yeah. here's the worst thing is that Gen Con is the, what quoted the best four days in gaming, right? People used to That's hold, incredible. people used to hold their announcements for Gen Con. Most of the wargaming people, privateer press, privateer press held it for Gen Con, but it was already rumors that it was coming. Like people knew like two weeks ago that they were going to announce Mark four. Um, and then, um, Mantic, um, who else? Uh, Gaddis Gaming, all of them, they all made their major announcements back in March during Adepticon. So, and Games Workshop is like year round, like trying to ride hype trains. Like, so I don't like, what is Gen Con doing for the wargaming community? Like nothing <laughs> like, and there's no, there's no big announcements for tabletop gaming. Uh, oh, okay. Dungeons and Dragons, we were getting a 5.5. <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. So, okay, I guess. Spelljammer is coming out, but Spelljammer was announced back before Gen Con, so there's no hype there at Gen Con. Um, yeah, I, there's nothing. There's All these companies are like kind of ruining their announcements before Gen Con even happened, so... Eh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe if I mean I I would still be excited if a if I knew that a particular uh a particular celebrity or group was going to be at a particular convention. But that's the thing, Gen Con doesn't it might be. Gen Con doesn't have celebrities like that like go to there. Like their their biggest thing would be trying to get critical role to show up at Gen Con. And even then there's people like me who are like, oh yay, critical role. Like <laughs> so it's like there, there's no reason to go unless you're hanging out with people. And then like indie for us is like what, like a four hour drive? Like, is it worth a four hour drive and like hundreds of dollars in a hotel room to hang out with friends? Like fucker, it is barely worth it for me to go to do my job. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Especially like now with like gas prices and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like some people are like, oh, I'm sad. I'm not hanging out with my friends. Well, why are you not hanging out with your friends normally? <laughs> okay, like, so I can counter that by stating in a lot of cases, most of these people are internet friends and this is their opportunity. It's it's a it's a pulse, it's a ley line point. They okay. can all meet there outside of whatever game gaming situation that they have on the internet or, you know, streaming wise. Right. Okay. That's fair. But if you're using a convention and blowing hundreds of dollars, why not just 
all pick a day, fly out to a place, and have a vacation together. Because that would involve human social interaction, and without a game, gaming, <laughs> without gaming in the center to be the creamy filling, no one's going to do it. Come on, Jay. I we guess. <laughs> We're Dude. part of a fucking culture of introverts. We should be expecting this sort of thing from just about every damn nerd and geek in in this uh, in this forum. Listen, Dan Dan Harmon can throw um, can throw a uh, camp. We're doing this remotely, Jay. We're not even hanging out in person tonight. Yeah, but we have a good reason, and we know each other normally. <laughs> what? Dude, you're complaining about people not getting together without having a specific hobby-related reason, but we deadass have been have had LARPing experience from back when our twenties, when people wouldn't wouldn't only wouldn't socially interact with each other unless they were fucking playing rock paper scissors. So where the fuck do you get off? I'm just insane. I don't even have that. That's yeah, but hold on. No. So for some of those people, no, no. <laughs> hold on a second. You're telling me that I have to interact with people that I just naturally do not like? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That. We had a guy that was eating raw ground beef, and you want me to interact with him on a normal basis instead of rock, paper, scissors? Fuck out of here. <laughs> 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 you can't no no <laughs> no you sure it was raw ground beef you sure it wasn't actually animal brain no it was legit raw ground beef the dude bought it at jewel opened it up in front of everybody and just started scooping it into his mouth it was raw ground beef damn the, the guy also didn't have teeth so i don't know how the fuck he was chewing it like well that's a pretty heavy protein snack at least <laughs> oh my god they can be like liver king and just eat raw testicle. How about that? <laughs> I mean, there are people who eat te- who eat uh, buffalo testicles. It's called Rocky Mountain oysters. What do you want? Listen, Jay, all I'm saying why- is that your excuse for <laughs> telling me that I have to interact with people, not like I didn't interact with people unless I was playing rock, paper, scissors, is invalid because of people like the raw beef eater. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, dude, th- those people still like, are still around in our age bracket and still doing the same fucking thing. How many times uh, I had to listen to Phil complain about that those those groups of people he was interacting with, where they wouldn't talk to, to each other unless it had to do with game. Listen, that's just part and parcel of the fucking situation. Just because you've ascended beyond that doesn't mean the rest of the fucking pile has. So, Vampire the Masquerade is apparently making a big resurgence right now, and I don't know why, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> Why? Because like all the people that have been complaining and like are doing this, like talking about like consent and like doing social justice warrior work are promoting Vampire the Masquerade, a game based around having no consent. Fucking Drew was just (laughs) filled with frustration. And what from right now? I have full fucking Italian hand going on. That's how much fucking aggravation I have. Good. You should be that aggravated. <laughs> Listen to me. Like, if you're going to to talk about you wanting consent, and then you're going to promote Vampire, a game completely ab- based around like no consent or not getting consent, and then and then trying to say that you're not edge lordy, like the whole like I don't know any single person that plays Vampire the Masquerade that doesn't have some sort of fucking edge lord in them. <laughs> but that's the thing. 
Like, talk to people who are in a young, who are slightly younger, either younger millennial or older Gen Z, who are playing vampire, either the tabletop version, which I mean doesn't have anything to fucking do with consent at that point. No, like think about like the whole vampire aesthetic. Ghouls, ghouls are like anti-consent. Children are anti-consent. Feeding is anti-consent. Like every aspect of that game <laughs> is anti-consent. And then the same people that are saying that uh, mind control in D and D is not healthy are the same one using dominance in these fucking games. Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So they have a problem with the ability of mind control because, because it takes away the, consent. Take away the agency. Yes, yeah. and then they're the same people that are using dominance or playing clans with the dominance ability. Do they know that Vampire the Masquerade is about evil assholes? Yes, that is the worst part. Like, how can you promote this game and then have these ideals that you keep spouting about RP, other RPGs and then full-on, like, promote Vampire the Masquerade? Like, this I'm just like calling Disney, out I'm just calling out hypocrisy at this point. Disney this is all I'm doing. Pirates and shit, and then having the fucking um, remind, the, the reminder of people that a good pirate never steals from other people. You don't know what the fuck a pirate is. I'd be called a privateer. <laughs> Jesus. Like Christ. I get it. At least for them, it makes sense because they're it's a it's a children's show. It's to teach young children, children as young as fucking three. You know, not to steal from shit, but we're talking about a a a a, an, an, a role playing game where you, these are generally adults we're dealing with, right? Yeah. People who are supposed to somehow be mature enough to understand the concept of what it means to be a complete evil prick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the whole dichotomy of having humanity, a humanity stat and a mechanic, like completely defeats the purpose of being a vampire. If <laughs> like, these folks actually played like Grand Theft Auto or stuff and then actually follow the rules that the game, that the game cities uh, uh, have. You you can't Walk because you're street, literally playing you're literally playing the screen like man I mean I guess, I guess that's one way to play the fucking game but it's not very exciting yeah but the, also the story of Grand Theft Auto doesn't allow that because you automatically get put into some illegal shit anyway <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I, I, like I, I don't know I'm just calling out the hypocrisy at this point like like I don't care what people do. But don't don't be spouting one thing and then promoting another thing. Like, be consistent. <laughs> like, stop. Don't be a hypocrite. Oh, hello, two faced fucks. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's that's exactly my point. <laughs> All right. Well, there's my little fucking rant. All right. <laughs> it's a game of personal horror. It should be treated as such. When that's you're doing the... dipshit things and monstrous things. But that's the thing. It's like be... you are a monster. You are, and people don't want to play it that way. Like you're legit yeah, you, a fucking you're not monster. Wanting to play it that way since we were playing. Do you know how many fucking times we were at games where all the games turned into was just blood fueled superheroes? I love this one particular joke of a streamer who was, yeah, who was basically writing a checklist of all the fucking things that you need that, that uh, all the triggers that you uh want to avoid in your little session of Vampire, and one of them included. I do not want vampires in my 
Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's sorry. The way to play but, the game. <laughs> Once he finishes writing that, he should literally collapse on himself like a fucking neutron star because he's literally folded the fabric of reality. At that <laughs> but that was the thing with the world of darkness is you could play a human. But at that point, you were fucking food. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand people. I don't. Some people just anyway. don't want to explore. Uh, or at least they feel like if they play a character that is in any way uh, evil, they feel like they are essentially attributing themselves as being evil. And if you're at that point, I think you really need to you need to put away the game, start start the but, no, here's why it is that you take such a concept so seriously. But but here's the thing. Here here's my point. If you are going to play a game, right? And you you want to play a game that kind of has your similar ideology, right? or something that you you feel is important to you or something that triggers you and you don't want that to be a trigger, right? We'll take take any aspect. Like we'll just take consent. We'll take consent as a thing. And and consent is important to you, right? And you want to you start the game off by filling out a questionnaire saying, "These are my triggers. These are what I don't think is appropriate or these are things I do not want to be a part of," right? Now they have things in the vampire world where you can excuse yourself from a scene, but how many times are you going to get away with that when it's part of the story? So why why would you promote a game or playing a game knowing that the entire game is against what you believe in and you know will trigger you, right? Why 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 play it? You have a DM who is watering it down to the point where it's not even what it actually is. Okay, but there's aspects of the game even watered down that you can't avoid. <laughs> you literally cannot avoid it. Blood bonds. Arguing boons. the same aspect when you're playing an actual video game that has customization involved. People are just going to play the way they want, even if it doesn't make any sense at all in all in all consideration. But but what I'm saying is that there's all these things interwoven into the game that you cannot avoid. You can't avoid it. Right. But you can gloss over it. And that's <sighs> the problem is with regards to a lot of that stuff, you can see missing a great deal of it and just gloss over it and use, you know, innuendo and suggestions. But if, it, to but if it's it, that, that it but if it's that important to you, why would you ignore it? You see what I'm it's, saying? Like, <laughs> it's not. You, you, that's the problem. When you make the horror aspect the background noise to, you know, more domestic shit, then the game falls apart. I, I'm not disagreeing with you that the overall prospect falls apart. I'm giving right. you the opposite perspective to your logic. This is this, and and and, even, and it's not going to make any fucking sense because again, no, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm totally in agreement with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate at this point. A yeah. similar example would be you playing Dark Souls. You understand that Souls games aren't for you because the way the games are designed are absolute bullshit. Right. <laughs> but if exactly. you're in any way, but if you're any way like the people that. Uh, that you're criticizing you would be still wanting to play the game and desiring the game to be of a of, of an easier difficulty so that you can actually play the damn thing listen there are already people who do that too yeah there are advocates who want an easy mode in fucking dark souls games no. those people are relentless no 
Yes. I'm not calling. I'm not calling for easy mode in any game. Software mocked them fucking hard, and I love them for it. The only difference between difficulty and flavor. A narrative with with personal horror. What? But it's to me. At that point, you definitely need to change. Uh, you need to do a different game. I agree right. with you. Put the fucking <laughs> game down and do something else. Right. The only reason why I bring that up is because it's the one exception. No, it's the one time where uh, difficulty is one of the flavors in that particular style of game. Well, into a point, so is so is the world of darkness, because the difficulty is in the fact that the world just fucking sucks. It's like it playing. Is, it's the most nihilistic, mocking interpretation of our world. With with sci with sci fi shit with supernatural shit slapped on as a reason for its existence. Yeah. The only thing that gets worse is Call of Cthulhu. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one that that does go a little bit further, but that one delves more into uh the, more of a psychological. Right. I mean, there's still psychological aspects to World of Darkness, but like. Cthulhu is wholesale psychological horror. And right. then there's the giant, the screaming of the disclaimer left and right. But again, <laughs> if you have to put that many roadblocks up, and I, like I said, Play I'm something else. agree with you. <laughs> it, the more qualifiers, the more roadblocks, the more scene missing, you know, whatever the fuck they call this, the, the fucking black card, you know, where you get yeah. to throw it on the card and say, I don't want to be part of this situation. The thing is, is like, if, or the, if Phil was here, he'd be arguing for it. In regards to that, because I've had this argument with him, I, but um, there are a bunch of things that he just doesn't want in his game anyways. And he stated, like, there's no graphic sexual content in my games. And I'm like, OK, okay are you referring to specifically, you know, fucking? And he's like, yes, we're not going to run a scene where you're fucking somebody. And I'm like, OK, okay that that's Fair. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. If I wanted my hentai, it definitely would not be in front of other people. Well, I wouldn't be pantomiming it in front of people. That's for fuck sure. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I can agree with that. But what happens when, like, a situation that with, with rape happens? Are you just saying no and kicking the player out? You, if you see what I'm saying? Against another player in that regard, I don't know. I, again, that would be up to this uh, up to the storyteller's discretion. Because that's that's the oh. whole point of removing the consent. Like that's 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 part of what I mean. Like you may not be physically doing that to somebody, but you are taking away their control. Like it's uh, I don't know. I'm done. Like listen, if you're offended by the fucking Strahd campaign for D and D five E. Do not play uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Plain if, and if, simple. <laughs> if, if that shit bothers you, then you're going to have a way more difficult time. But again, I haven't seen the newer versions of the World of Darkness anyways, and I have no fucking clue. As far as, they got, I, got, they, I jumped off at Requiem because Requiem had everything I wanted, and then no one ever fucking played it because everyone else just wanted to play overpowered characters that felt yeah. like god characters because they didn't have any real control in their lives and they really didn't want to role play. They they changed a lot of the clans. Like uh, Tremere don't have chantries. The Giovanni got moved in with like all the other necromancers. There's no Giovanni clan anymore. Um. If they had, if they really wanted to feel like they had no control, they can join me like ten years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure, but that, <laughs> but that's personal life experience, not specifically any role playing. I don't think you got to step away from that at any point. <laughs> yeah, so I don't like. I don't know the, the 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 new vampire. Okay, cool, but like, don't 
be promoting that shit <laughs> when you're literally complaining about Strahd. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like I said, we're I think we're all in agreement on your statement. And then and, and the rant that you presented is absolutely correct. It's a game of personal horror. But the problem is, is that you're dealing with a bunch of people who don't specifically have a bellwether for what horror is to them. Right. They don't. And it's and, different. And, and that's the other thing, too. It's different for every person. If you, at, if you look at the people like on a case by case basis, I don't think these people have ever experienced real trauma in their lives with regards to like the physical altercations with at the level that these games are presenting. If they have, then they shouldn't be anywhere near that fucking game to begin with. Because it'll it'll send them into a goddamn spiral the moment they fucking open the book. What are you talking about? But according to fucking what's his name, uh, to, according to Freud, the best way to deal with your fears is to confront them. Well, that's the other thing too is that you're playing a game with multiple people, even even if it's four people, each person has a different definition of horror. You mean they have their own um, their own subjective perspective of uh correct what. I Correct. Mean, to be fair, I mean, kids technically still have their horror. It's a way tamer thing than what actual horror is. Yeah, but how do you, how do you, but that's the thing as like as a GM or a DM, how do you tailor a horror style game to a group of people who have different views on what horror actually is? You know so, what I mean? I don't, it's, <laughs> it, I don't know. It's a hard balance, but at the same time, like, it fast and hard yeah that's true but at the same time then what then you have the then you have uh, the uh, players say no reel it back but then another player is like if you reel it back i'm not having fun anymore that's the balance thing but anyway like i said if you have if you complain about straw do not play vampire the masquerade period <laughs> right because that edgelord left the, the we've talked about the edgelord aspects you know you know you know bringing light to the, the evils of the world that is the entirety of what World of Darkness is. is. Yeah. It is the nihilistic film placed over the camera camera lens that you have to look at and come to grips with the fact that everything sucks. You are likely going to fucking die, and it'll be a painful death in the process. I mean, just enjoy the ride is basically the value of that enti- of that entire world. If you try and change that in some specific aspects, then it diminishes what the what the overall aesthetic of the darkness part of World of Darkness is. Unless you're a Twilight fan, then everything is absolutely hunky dory. But especially even... if you're the main protagonist, where you get to choose between two particularly two particularly hot members of two separate animal clans. But even at that, but but look, but look at Twilight. What Twilight is, for all we know, it probably is. Have you seen? Have you seen Twilight? Those very same elements, which is came down to the point where it's basically a team rom com. No, have you have you seen Twilight? Even Twilight has aspects of removing consent. This is what I'm saying, like. Like, <laughs> the third book, especially, I will, I will never understand when people tell me when, when the defender uh, say that it's romantic and shit. And I'm like, you do realize that the fucking wolf guy is literally infatuated with the girl he loves as baby, right? Right. That's but, even the part of like, um, what is it? What is it? What do they call it? Um. Oh fuck! What is, what is it called when he like? connects like bonding with her it's called something specific imprinting imprint the, even the fact that he imprinted without her consent is like 
an issue. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I, yo, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. People are fucking weird at the end of the day. That is the bottom line. Oh, it shit. was a young adult masturbatory aid that was masked as a, as a narrative, and we were all forced to fucking deal with the fact that it exists in our reality. Did you the see? Hold on. Did you see the? Did you see the meme with um, uh, J.K. Rowling? Uh, no. It said J.K. Rowling comes out uh, to stay relevant, saying that in her book that she is actually a um, a potions vendor that is non transphobic. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't give a shit. It's it's the the joke. Remember when she came out and said that Dumbledore was gay, like out of nowhere, or like um said that um she like she drops like hints at stuff that are like nowhere in the books or to be seen. Like she just says that this is what it is. It's just so oh. weird to me. Like, why do you have to stay relevant? Write a new book. You're the one that's actually gay. Like she's basically saying in the story. You're the one that's gay, the reader. No, mm. no, I don't, like there's like different things. Like she just comes out and says things that like isn't even implied in the book. Like she just says it. She's like, this is what it is. And then everybody jumps down her throat. And I'm just like, what? just write a new book. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's how you know you're a terrible writer. But but the stuff but the stuff she's saying is. Yeah. After she wrote the fucking narratives. Exactly. She wrote it and then she's just doing stuff that's irrelevant to the actual story oh, at hand. Gay. Hermione should have been black. Um okay. Yeah, none of the like none of the like none of the stuff that, that she says is relevant to the story at all. Like the story still plays out the same way no matter what information she leaks out. So like that's that's the fucked up part of it. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. All right. So <laughs> It, it, it's it's all, it, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you. Go with the go with the George Correct. go with the George Carlin statement. Correct. All right. So uh, okay, what's next? <laughs> I can talk about C two E two. The little amount of time I spent there, it was amazing. I managed to go to Artist Alley and meet up with some people who I've known for known since twenty fifteen. My friend Miles Greb, who is in the process of writing his own graphic novel called Puck the Artist. Yes, I'm plugging him. I don't give a shit. Da, 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 da. Uh, he also does a comic series called After the Gold Rush, and that is going to be on books or uh, comic six pretty soon. And then he has a graphic novel called Clovis, which deals with uh, scientifically accurate uh, uh, historical uh, era um, and with, with a relatively interesting protagonist. So if you want to find out anything about this, feel free to look up Miles Greb's work. Look up look up after the Gold Rush comic or look up Clovis to find his other stuff. Puck the Artist was a Kickstarter that he did. Uh, God, it's like three or four or five years ago. And uh, he's just been having a, a, a bitch of a time getting things going. There's all these false starts that keep happening for him. But uh, honestly, I'm still looking forward to it because the, the the slides and stuff he's showing me of it, and all of the work that he's been doing of it's been amazing. So did it get funded? It did get funded. Okay. It got funded. Then it got picked up by a publisher. That publisher then dropped it. Then he went to go and try and do it himself. Then another publisher came up to pick it up. But every time that had to happen, there was more waiting. 
So he's kind of been on the he's kind of been running around like a chicken with his head cut off because he's got all these different projects he's got to do plus his own fuck the artist stuff. So it's been kind of a headache for him. So I think at this point he's you know maybe the next year or two he should have it up and running and I'll probably get my my copy of the graphic novel and some other shit because I paid pretty hard into it. Um, but like I said, I told him when I saw, talked to him yet talked to him today. I basically said, dude. I didn't, I didn't kickstart your stuff because I wanted immediate gratification. I wanted you to create your dream and present it to me and show me what you, what your vision is for your, for your work. I don't care when you get it to me. Maybe other backers might be a little bit more impatient if they are. I mean, you just got to plan accordingly. But, I mean, it is Kickstarter. You're not guaranteed anything. Right. You're, you're going in basically half cocked regardless of what you do. Right. Then I had a friend who is Nate, who's uh Instagram handle is named Nerfect. He has a fascination with pugs and he does a lot of cool art. I grabbed a couple of art books from him. Uh, so that was kind of nice to see him. Took a bunch of pictures, which I posted on Instagram already. Uh, tried to find some other friends who were local, but you know, that was like finding a needle in a haystack at that point. <laughs> um, but other than that, the, all the vendors and stuff look pretty cool. My, I just want people to understand this and going forward to any convention, just if you're going to have signings, you absolutely need to make sure that at the head of the lines, at the very beginning of the lines, that there is a sign showing what is being accepted as form of currency to pay for different things. If I'm going to a fucking line and I have to, I have to find out from someone in front of me or behind me, that they're only taking paper currency for a signature or anything specifically. And I, and I'm halfway through the line at that point, I'm going to be mighty pissed off if I have to go and walk to a fucking ATM and pay either five to $10 in goddamn fees to get my goddamn money out so I can do it. I would have gotten three Ninja Turtle signatures for my Ninja Turtle DVD box set that I got from my buddy Lando for my birthday. But that didn't happen because I didn't know what I was supposed to do and what goddamn blood rituals I was supposed to perform to be able to get the signatures without someone throwing me out of the fucking line and potentially the convention. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was in the ass. I would have. I want. I was at Rob Paulson's line and I found out halfway there he only takes goddamn money. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking step out of line just to go. And the lady was nice who was telling me about it. She's like, we'll hold your place in line if you want to go pull some money. I'm like, I'm not paying five fifty. To pull thirty dollars out to get him to sign my shit. No, I don't care enough. It's not worth my fucking time. I'd rather help. I'd rather yeah. give my money to either a local artist or an independent artist in Artist Alley than go and give Rob Paulson thirty dollars that I had to spend five to ten dollars to go and get. Fuck that. No offense <laughs> to Rob Paulson. Great old actor. Love the guy. Not fucking doing that shit. And he had a relatively short line too. Like they had Rosario fucking Dawson there. No shit, really? Yeah, they had Mary Poppins himself uh, from fucking uh, um, damn it. Uh, Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy there. Michael, god damn it, I can't remember his last name. My brain. Why was Rosario, uh, had, Rosario Dawson there? They had Rosario Dawson there. They had uh, the What was she there from, with, uh, though? Moses. Oh. Star Wars, got it. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, um, they also had Sokotano. Yeah, they also had Lita from the WWE as well as the she, Undertaker. She's always there. Lita's always there. Well, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> I don't see two e two very often. Shit! If Rosario I mean, Dawson's there next time, like 
the next time C C two E two comes around, I'll go and I'll get my copy of Rent signed. <laughs> well, she had her own she had her own segmented area. Like you had the lines all in front of the uh, the dealer hall area in the back of the dealer hall. Yeah. And they're all just like roped off lines. And the Rosario Dawson was fucking blacked out. Like they had an entire curtained area just for her. Yeah, that's because of Ahsoka Tano. Like, yeah. She was she was probably a pay ahead a ticket to get. She likely was. But her but they but they had her information on the front end and she was I'm not shitting you. If you brought your own your own autograph shit, she was three hundred dollars to get it signed. No. Dude, the big names, they were expensive as fuck. Some big names were so damn big. They Bruce Campbell. Canceling. Bruce like, Campbell cost me two fifty. For example, Tom Welling was going to be there. You know, Superman. You know, Smallville Superman, but still Superman. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think it's all fucking commercialized at this point. And but then that's you every, get... That's every fucking convention unless it's a local point. convention. Yeah. Yeah. The dealer hall, they overcharged because it was fucking Chicago. Like, I went to one of the vendors that had, like, the weapons, because they had, like, the, fo- the, the the prop weapons. For for Ebony and Ivory, the guns from fucking Devil May Cry, they were 55 apiece. It was 105 if you bought the pair. I can go online and probably get them for a half that if I if I made the effort. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Like, to me, I look at it, if you, uh, and this is a suggestion to other people. You do whatever the fuck you want with your money, but if you want my, if you want life hacks, if you want to, if you want to get the most value out of a con and you don't feel like going too hard to be on the fucking entry fee, first of all, bring your own food. Um, second of all, earmark stuff that you see at, at the vendor, at, at the vendor's different shops. If there's something you want, that you didn't think you'd want it until you saw it presented to you, take a picture of it and look it up online. You'll likely find it for eight times cheaper than they're, they're putting it out there, especially with like Pokemon plushies. I was going to get a Pokemon plush for my son. And the smallest one they had was like a little like small Magikarp because he, he, he likes Magikarp. It's his little mascot for a lot of his, um, a lot of the stuff he does on uh, like Fortnite and shit. So, I wanted to get him a little a Magikarp plushie, and it was twenty bucks. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can find it cheaper for a little fucking Magikarp plush. Yeah. It's just, you just I will pay. I will pay artists money. I refuse to pay product for product. Right. That's yeah. why Artist Alley is such a great place to kind of go and bargain hunt. I probably would dude, not even money. bargain hunt. Did I tell you about the? I told. Did, have you seen my um? zombie survival game no so i was at um now fan expo it was wizard world when i had when i I paid for the bruce campbell vip tickets so it cost me like 400 bucks i bought two tickets and me and tony went to meet bruce campbell because i paid for tony's ticket for his birthday so we went we met bruce campbell we got pictures we got our signatures that they handed us the stuff to get signed. So it had to be a specific thing to get signed, um, which was fine. No issue there. And then we go walking around and I bought a couple of pictures and I bought, uh, and then I see this guy and he's drawing zombies or he's got this weird like art style. And I go to the guy and I go, 
hey, did you do the art for the zombie survival game? And the guy's eyes like lit up and he's like, yes, that's me. And I was like, if I bring you my box, will you sign it for me? And he said, yes. I brought him my box. And while we were talking, he drew a zombie in the bottom of my box and then signed it inside and signed the cover. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, like, I didn't even, like, have to buy anything from the guy. He just signed it for me. Like, I was like, yo, what? <laughs> so uh, that was very cool of him. That's like my prized possession is that game is I tell everybody about it. <laughs> so it's very cool. Next time you're here, I'll show you the, the signing part of it. Oh, yeah, so, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite little uh, signed little bits, autograph bits is. Um, um, well, there's a little backstory to it. So when I was when I was in middle school, eight, seven or seventh or eighth grade, um, I watched a movie I probably wasn't supposed to watch, and I managed to convince my mother to take me to it, and that would be Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. <laughs> Mine was Crow, oddly enough. <laughs> so I went to go see it, and um, yeah, my mother regretted that. Pretty much once they started, once once she started seeing all the fucking scenes, but <laughs> uh, and there were plenty, um, especially in the party. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so my, my my stepdad remembered that. So uh, you 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 you've seen that movie, right? Yes. You remember Crazy Legs? Yes. I got, I have a signed copy of Don't Be a Menace from him. Nice. He gave it to me for one of my birthdays. Like, yeah, I had he, he's a comedian. I had him sign it for you. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I would have gone to Fan Expo this year because they were promoting Clerks this year, and I I would have 100 percent gone and gotten my copy of Mallrats signed by all of them except for Randall because <laughs> Randall wasn't in Mallrats. <laughs> that's true, uh, but I am. I have. I already have a signed thing because. I ended up buying one, an off, uh, well, verified one. I bought, uh, what was it? So Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I have a signed copy of that. Nice. Nice. I'm, uh, but I had the animated clerk series too, so I probably would have had the, uh, I would have had them sign that shit too. God damn it. Now I kind of want to watch uh, the animated clerk. I haven't seen that in a while. It's decent for what it is. It only really made it like get it the two car, seasons though, right? I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It didn't go very far with it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think I've only seen like the very first episode and it was like it was repeated on Adult Swim for like five months or so. Well, sure. They yeah. had to fill the gaps. The problem with it is, is the difficulty in me not wanting to jack slap uh, uh, Kevin Smith in the face is very difficult at this point because that man has not done himself any favors. I'm telling you right now that if Ben Affleck ever shows up to a convention and I have my copy of my Mallrats with me, I'm legit going to tell the dude, listen, I don't like you. Can you just sign my copy? <laughs> Look, I'm a completionist. It's necessary. I just, to me to I just what fucking I'm need this thing. You can't be a completionist on fucking don't be a menace anymore. Fucking rest in peace, John Witherspoon. And yeah, I'm, I'm literally I'm, that, I'm literally going to tell the dude, listen, I hate you more than women hate you screwing you in the back of a Volkswagen. All right. <laughs> I think you'd get a kick out of that, and I think you know it. <laughs> oh, you would. You would. The funny thing I don't, is, like, I listen, like, those people have lost their lost their their fucking their, their shit talking capabilities. I think they've just been dulled with age. 
Yeah. But they still they're still assholes. Like you could listen to Kevin Smith's fucking podcast. He's still a fucking he's still a chuckle fuck. Yeah, the like, is, I don't, like his narrative capabilities have really fucking declined lately. Like I watched Jay and Silent Bob reboot and I kinda wanted to dig out my fucking frontal lobe with an oyster fork. <laughs> yeah, we complained about that last time. <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still saying like it was an okay movie and it was kind of a nice pass the torch. So like why the fuck are you doing a clerk's three? Yeah. I don't like I legit like I I, I, I just I watched earlier tonight about the about the reason why such a thing is a thing nowadays. Yeah, well, Ben, see, Ben Affleck might be actually be a decent person. I just don't like his acting. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> really? Because there isn't a fucking cadre of people who don't feel the same way you do. I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Maybe even Ben Affleck would be in the city. You'd, you'd be like, we hate Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck would be right next to me like, fucking feelings mutual. Why is he rooting for me on this side? Yeah, but see, I would appreciate something. No. <laughs> Well, well there, there's a level of self self deprecation at that, so there's right, a, there, yeah. You can argue, they'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. You got my respect for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think you're a shit actor. I just need your signature. Let's go. <laughs> Give it to me, goddammit. I kind of I can't live without it at this point. I need to complete the circle. I'd be like, you remember in Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back how you helped them find the people that were shit talking them? Yeah. Well, I'm one of them, and I came to you. Can you just sign this? <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, god it, the, i mean the, the general concept of the internet hasn't changed since jane saw bob strike back where he was talking about no. the, the how, what the internet's function is right exactly <laughs> people bitch about movies and, and, and trade porn with each other it's like yeah that's pretty much right that hasn't changed it's a song all over again welcome to the internet well i mean if you go further back to avenue q the internet is porn you could also yeah. go that direction too yeah, exactly it, it, it's it, it, but yeah i mean i wouldn't argue with you man you do what you need to do yeah i think at the end of the day though if i got if i had a copy of Mallrats, i'd have to have steve dave sign it oh hands down that's a requirement for me yeah <laughs> I hold that shit all the time Dude, i have to do it i would find out who was in that easter bunny costume and have them sign it like <laughs> <laughs> wow you're going hard friend <laughs> I'm not gonna argue, man. You 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 live that life. But yeah, uh, T2E2 was amazing. The fun part was is I ran into two cosplayers that I ran into at a- Animated Midwest. Was it last year when we went, or the year before? I believe it was last year. Yeah, and it, it, guy guy was dressed as Atlas with we even had an inflatable globe with him, and a lady who was playing. Uh, I believe her name is Mount Mount Woman. I believe that is the name of the character from uh, 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 Hero My Hero Academia. Uh, so, but she, I don't know if her, she, when the last time I saw her, she was with someone who was dressed as Cap. And Did I you? didn't see that person. Not going to ask questions, but I definitely got a picture of her. So it was nice to get those pictures. I got a bunch, I got like, like 12 or 13 pictures of people. Even when I ended up sitting, cause they have like a little like simulated grass area. You could sit down at if you want to take a load <laughs> off in the center of the, in the center of the dealer hall. It's just like that weird, like plasticky grass, but it was comfortable to sit on. And I was just snapping pictures of people as they're walking by. I'm like, this is perfect. Did you get to see right Ad- Admiral Akbar? That was the picture I sent. You saw that. Oh, did I? Yeah, that was I, that, literally dressed as an admiral. Yes. We're, it was great. Where did you send? Did you send it to my like me personally? No, I posted it on Facebook. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that one yet. I didn't see it on Facebook yet. 
You might have saw it on Instagram then. Actually, I don't know if we're friends on Instagram, but that's okay. No, 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 no. I saw it. So uh, props to history from TikTok. Posted him going down the stairs. Yeah, there it is. I see it. <laughs> he was go. He was literally like standing there, like all proper, going down the escalator. <laughs> I started fucking dying. I'm like, is that Akbar dressed as a Navy admiral? <laughs> fucking a. Yeah. They had a. Oh god. They had. Um, there was two girls dressed as sailor characters, but they were in the colors of Mario and Luigi. That was fucking cool. I didn't snap a picture of them though because they were kind of in the mood. Um, the one I wanted to get, but he ran away before I could get to him, was someone was dressed uh, as the old man from the first cave in the original Legend of Zelda, and he had like a little uh, a little eight bit hat uh, head that he was wearing that was the old man. He had a little sign he held up that said, "It's dangerous to go alone. Take this." And he had a little eight uh, eight uh, bit uh, wooden sword he was holding, <laughs> but he was going too fast. I couldn't catch him to get a picture. You got like all the One Piece characters. Oh, yeah, they were walking around in a group. I managed to snap a decent amount of them. I don't think I got Monkey, Monkey D. Luffy, but I know I got uh, Blackbeard, uh, Mihawk. Um, I got the Cyborg, yeah. um, a, a bunch of them. And then I got uh, Kakashi. I got uh, Chrono, which was kind of cool. I found him when I was walking over by my buddy Miles's booth. He was walking past. I'm like, dude, your, your costume is awesome. Can I get a picture? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw Chrono. I was like, yes. That Dude, Jinx is really good. I think I know who that is, though. Wait, which one? Jinx. Yeah. And then there was that. There was a procession of uh, people. Say uh, it was uh, what was a henchman for hire. And they had a. They were holding up a sign. They were walking as a group. Oh, nice! And it had an Instagram tag on it. So that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Nice. Pardon me. Uh, but yeah, it was absolutely fun. I was, uh, according to Orlando, I was there for about an hour and a half because my fat ass got tired out after walking around like a fucking moron. Dude, I went last time I was at McCormick Place. I I walked around. It was for the car show, and I made one lap around and decided I'm fucking done. <laughs> Well, the thing with it was, is like it, it, we had to work logistics because Orlando kind of tuck and rolled my ass out the door so I could you know, he could go do laundry, which he didn't end up doing anyways. Because I because he's claiming that he was the one that was lazy. No, 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 no. My original plan was to do drop him off, go do laundry, and was too lazy to do fucking even that. Yeah, it's all right though. It's a Saturday. You can uh, you can be you can be fucking forgiven for that shit. Uh, but yeah, it. Great experience, about a seven out of ten. I give it. I, I dro- downgraded to a six point five with the whole fucking signing thing. They really need to be clear about what, you know, what goes where and you know how much things cost and what can be used. Like a couple of the booths had it, where it's like they had the prices, they had you know the methods of currency. Like it was either you know pay, paper paper currency or Venmo. It's like I can get Venmo. That's not hard to do. Right. So I had really shitty reception in that. I had to go like if I wanted to get good reception, I had to go out of the dealer hall out into the hallway to do it. It was a bit more difficult than that. But yeah, no complaints. Would I do it again? Probably with a group. I don't really want to go by myself again, because like I said, I'm not if if I'm not being dragged around and letting letting the, you know, the flow take me. I'm very much just like down to business. I went, I, I visited the two people I wanted to visit. I was looking for Channel Awesome to see if they had a booth. I didn't find one. I'm going to assume they didn't go this year. 
I know they went last year because Jeff told me they went last year. But yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I, it was it was really fine. I just everything that I saw there, I earmarked for later to check online and see if I could find a more reasonable copy of it. You think Rob Paulson played as Pinky temporarily, and you just like I don't know, Brian. Why do they call it C two E two if there's only one C and only one E? <laughs> I can't. I, I can't do that voice, which is very much Orson Welleslish, which is kind of yeah. Funny. That's all. I think any of us has octaves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I start to get too uh, Igor if I if I go hard in that. Uh, but yeah. And as far as that's concerned, let's shift focus over to Shredder's Revenge because that was a fucking amazing experience. Oh, baby Jesus. So for those who don't know by now, TMNT Shredder's Revenge came out. It is a love letter to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the past 30 years. All fucking wrapped up nicely. It's such a... Re- oh my god. Uh, like First off, let's just talk about the visuals and just how beautiful it looks even when it's cel-shaded. Oh yeah. It is so... The bright work is... Just marvelous, man. And I don't know what people were fucking complaining about with April O'Neil, but it's like, y'all are not giving that that, that girl a fucking chance. I actually she, liked April. I like my two favorite are Splinter and Casey. Those are my two favorite. We never got to play as Casey because we were playing it on the first playthrough. But uh, gotcha. with every character, uh, with every other character so far, it was... Yeah, they they were just fucking fantastic. My favorite is April, absolutely. Nice. They make it really easy to do all the side missions too. Oh fuck yes, that's I love that the game design aspect of that. It's 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 basically a collectathon, but instead of being those obnoxious ones where you have no you have no choice but to scour every nook and cranny to fucking find uh, a secret in some place and fashion. Yeah. Uh, you, the, the collectibles are all basically um, they're basically on the way as you play and you'll you just end up discovering the vast majority of them with just by playing the game normally yeah and I think <laughs> I, I think it helps trend it, it smooths out the gameplay a lot a lot easier that way I agree I agree also there is one thing that we do have to say as a group, the specials are too fucking broken. <laughs> Dude, yeah, but you play it on the play. You have to play it on the hardest difficulties and then use the specials. And there's actually like, I, I don't know if you looked at the achievements. There's somewhere you have to beat the bosses without using specials. Yeah, we ran into that. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a bit of a flick in the nuts. But uh, the funny thing is, is like it wasn't just the fact that the Specials were overpowered. I could be okay with that. If you could spam taunt and refill your super meter, whenever the fuck you wanted. <coughs> we literally have we we played it. We played in a game of four. So it was Phil, his girlfriend, myself, and Orlando, and we would basically just. What if we figured out after the third boss that we can just spam taunt? We would just send two people out to fight, two people to taunt, and we just keep going back and shifts using supers and just fucking clean the entire the entire world, the entire level out without any difficulty. Yeah, but you got to play it on. You have to play it on like the highest difficulty. Like, what is it? I played second to highest difficulty, and like the bosses will one shot you. 
it's uh, like the higher difficulties like that like you'll understand but like <laughs> anything like normal or like below already pretty fucking obnoxious even uh, in the standard difficulty level three jesus christ level three's yeah. boss for whatever reason started kicking our ass like in pain is that the uh the flying one or the uh the road one that was the road one that yeah. was the fucking monster truck that i fucking cannot so oh dude <laughs> yeah Oh, maybe we should try and jump it. That's how it works. Nope, it hurts even when you jump on it. How the fuck does that even work? You have to jump in, hit it, and then jump back out before it moves. Like, that's the only way to do it. Like, <laughs> I think Donatello and Casey, the two with the longest reach, I think April might be okay, too. No, but, her, she has a ridiculous AoE, but the range isn't that great. Yeah, okay, so Donatello and Casey are the two that can get away with it. Like, they can, like, ride up. Is to like the end of their reach and then like hit the truck and then bounce back. Like, oh, I do, man, there's I do like the revival mechanic. The revival mechanic is just adorable. There's just yeah. them offering peaks to their fallen comrades. Right. It's not so in that TV mode. Oh man. And then you got to fight over the pizza slices and they don't tell you that there's only like, I think two, I don't know if you go on the higher difficulties, I don't know if they're there. But like there's only in the first level, I think there's only two full pizza slices, like full pizzas for the party. I, I think, think it's one per level. Like one you per get a, level? You get yeah. one, say, you won't get, you have one individual peak, so for one player, yeah. and then one that's for everyone. Right. Yeah. Which is good, because the way they spaced them out, like, by the time we got to the family pizzas, they were necessary, because we were all pretty much just limping our way to the, to the fucking boss. No, I know. And but, so, like, they spaced everything out really well. But, you know, just so we're, we'll, we'll throw out the word spoilers here. <laughs> if you don't want to hear about it, skip like fucking five minutes forward. Eventually, when you finally fight the final boss, Super Shredder does not fuck around. No. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> that fight was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was it was as epic as it should have been. But like they like supers don't mean anything because it doesn't take damage until he expels all of his energy. Yep. Then you can hit him for all of like two fucking minutes. You have to run in, throw as much fucking special out as you possibly can after taunting. Yeah, and it's never enough. You usually, can fucking KO at least two people in, in, during that time if you're not if you're not jumping effectively. Yep, that's the other thing. Like, how did it work with four people? I only played it solo, so, it was, and that fight was hard. I can't imagine what it would be like on the screen with four people. It was calamity because we were kind of stumbling over each other. That's why, like, it was nice that they actually give you more options because one person can play Splinter, and I don't have to worry about them confusing me between the two fucking the extra turtles. Yeah. But like I, I played I, I alternated between uh, Michelangelo and Donatello. Uh, Phil was playing as uh, Splinter. I think you mean Leonardo because. Uh, oh, Leonardo. Sorry. Thank you. Because, um, yeah, because uh, Phil's girlfriend was Donatello. And then uh, Orlando was playing April O'Neil. So like it was still kind of a, fu- a, cl- a, a fuster cluck, but only when I and Phil's girlfriend were kind of, you know, mixing around it and. Yeah. On the screen. Yeah, yeah. But like everything else, like now that we have Casey Jones, like we have three three individual characters who aren't the turtles that we can play as, so we don't have to worry about anybody getting confused. Right. Yeah. Casey it, actually just, swings slow, so just heads up. <laughs> he's not he's not as fast as everybody else, but he's got reach and he's strong. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that was a fun fucking game. Uh 
Definitely, it was definitely a good solid eight point five out of ten. The cameos were great too. The cameos were awesome because all of the all of the side quests all had to do with extracurricular characters from the series. Right. So that was fucking cool. And you, you got to like the like the the frogs. You got to find all of them. You had to find some of the find all the aliens from the series. You got to find uh, April O'Neil's coworker or boss. So like they they had a lot to play around with. Yeah. No, it was uh, it's it's definitely one of my favorite like beat 'em up style games right now. Absolutely. And then um, Live Alive, Live Alive is amazing. Uh, the sprite work that they did in redoing the game, they did it absolute justice. The music is gorgeous. Yep. The gameplay is honestly, it's a grid based battle system, but it's not turn based in the way like Final Fantasy Tactics is. It's everything's still moving and still turn based in like a traditional RPG methodology. So I think you'll have you'll absolutely have no problem playing it. And none of the stories that you're playing, because you play different stories in different points of time, they don't overstay their welcome enough for you to feel like oh this is taking for fucking ever so there's really no problem with going and uh playing through each each segment and they're and they're tangentially linked together apparently i haven't found the link between any of them yet because i tried to stay linear with it and do prehistory uh imperial china uh twilight of the of the edo period i'm probably going to do uh uh, wild west next and then present day then near future and then far future is the last one i'll probably do those are the ones i have left so it's uh it's a fun fucking game the the, the grind isn't too bad i think the first the, the prehistoria chapter was probably the one that i had to grind the hardest for and even that was maybe 10 15 minutes worth more grinding than i would normally do in in the base game so yeah I'm giving that again another solid, solid eight, eight, eight out of ten. Could could they have made things a bit more streamlined? Maybe I don't know. I don't want. I never give anything a perfect ten, anyways, because there's always ways you can improve upon stuff. And I'm worried that they're going to keep overusing the. Uh, I think they're using Unreal Engine for this one, yeah. right? Yeah, they're using the Unreal Engine for this, like they did with Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy. So, I love the sprite work. It's gorgeous. I'm just I'm worried they might they might get a little too overzealous with that in the future. But for the moment, I'm loving it. I mean, overzealous as into an example, that stupid koi fish that ended up knocking us out in one fucking hit. That has more to do with the fact that that was a secret boss that we weren't paying attention to. <laughs> yeah, that 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 that, that was up out of nowhere. Mm. Oh, OK, so that's not that bad. It's just a fish. No problem. We barely damaged this thing. And then, boom, tail smack, one shot. Oh, oh, you're not really fucked now. <laughs> uh, reason number six million three hundred and five why I hate Dark Souls. <laughs> but that's again, it's a hidden flaw. <laughs> that was an ass whooping of our own design. True, true. But yeah, uh, that's all I've got, pretty much. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about Crunchyroll. Forgot about that. Yes. We have Crunchyroll and um, I think one other thing. I can't remember what the other thing is. I'll leave Crunchyroll to you, Lando, since you're a weeb. Yeah, so apparently if you happen to 
take if you haven't had to take notice yet. So Crunchyroll, Sony essentially, has purchased the company uh, Right Stuff. It is essentially they are uh, liquidating it and in, in, in incorporating it into Crunchyroll's merch store. Um, with the one exception is that they're going to get rid of their etchy slash 18 plus stuff. They will no longer be offering it. So if you're a filthy weeb like myself, although technically I don't do it, uh, you would you would probably raise an eyebrow as to why the fuck would they even do such a thing, considering that, you know, those particular subjects do particularly well when it comes to merchandise. But you would be surprised to see that Sony has been kind of off the walls when it comes to uh, censorship. So this is something that, uh, in my opinion, is not surprising that that's the direction they want to go. What is surprising is that they are encroaching closer and closer to a full monopolization of the of the anime market. At least that's in my humble opinion. Anyway. Do they have? Like, they don't have um, Funimation, do they? Yes, they do. I thought Fun- who bought? Oh, I thought Funimation bought them. No, Sony bought Funimation, and eventually they bought Crunchyroll as well. The difference was oh. that they liquidated the Funimation branding, and now is that's part of Crunchyroll, but it's still the same thing. Oh my god! <clears throat> yeah, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be. That's going to be brutal. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. getting ridiculous. Like there aren't that many there aren't that many uh, local localizers left. Because uh well, except for that one that you mentioned last week last time in uh Texas, yeah, you said? Yeah, yeah, because uh but that they're literally just starting off. They're a tiny company as it is. I mean, not anime Matsuri and Matsuri's huge, but I'm talking about when it comes to their localization studio. They're literally just started. See, here's what I'm thinking. Why hasn't um, anti-monopoly uh, anti like law come into play? You, well, that's probably because, you know, this is Japan we're dealing with. This right. Is international, but, this would be an international thing that they have to deal with, and that's going to cost a, a pretty penny. Yeah, but they, they did it to Xbox, and I, I guess Microsoft's local here, but... Yeah, local here, not Japan. Yeah, but they can stop it here. Not stop it, but they can... Oh, I guess they can't because... Wasn't Crunchyroll American or was Crunchyroll offshore? Crunchyroll, I believe, was here. Okay, so... That, yeah, I guess. But again, it was purchased by Sony, a Japanese company. So that's kind of not even... That, that's kind of moot at this point. Yeah, well, we'll find ways to watch anime. Bring back old YouTube. Watch it in like thirty parts for one episode. Well, like I say, like if you're going to, if you if if you want to, if you want these comp- these monopoly sorts of things to stop, you're gonna have to start supporting companies that other companies, yeah, that, uh, that are willing to compete with that sort of thing. So if you happen to enjoy what Anime Matsuri happens to offer. In the future, like uh, merch or uh, or you know their localization, I would say go for it, man. Support them and help them and help them uh, 
grow to be able to compete with the uh, with the immense the impending machine. Yeah, 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 and uh, try and find different platforms and platforms to watch anime. Anyways, I would laugh when we go back to the '90s where you have fan subs. Honestly, that's kind of a thing that needs to be done at this point because, <laughs> okay, so there's there is one thing that I did see like this uh this this post of somebody who was a translator talking about how people people quote unquote need to stop treating translators like assholes. Like, no, what you need to do is stop antagonizing the audience. We don't. We're sick and tired of having translations and dubs being appropriated for uh, for us as an audience we're tired of the censorship we're tired of uh um we're, we're tired of essentially political leanings being no political messaging putting into the fucking anime especially when it has nothing to do with it originally just keep it to the original vision as possible so that we can judge the damn work for ourselves because that's what we're there for we keep you paid and if we don't, and if we take our business elsewhere, then you become obsolete. The problem with that is, is there's not enough people looking elsewhere. I get that. They become comfortable in what they already have. And the problem with that idea is that the more, the more complacent you become, the less, the less they're willing to fucking try. And it ends up being a result that the quality of the product becomes worse over time. Well, this goes back to what you and I have talked about before, where it's basically like if something's going to keep degrading in quality to the point where they basically go all or nothing, like they do with a lot of the uh, the video game IPs, where it's like if this doesn't do well, we're never touching this again. It's like cool, kill it. Yep, kill it where it fucking stands. If you're not going to do due diligence, if you're not going to do this, this this IP justice, then you're going to just phone it in. Or you're going to provide a, a, an alternative to a specific type of play because you think that's what people want, as opposed to just listening to the fucking fans when you're when you should be. That's the major headache. Filtering out all of the all of the static is much more difficult with the internet as it is because anybody can bitch about anything. But when you have people who thought out and constructed their criticism that actually makes sense, and you're still ignoring it in favor of focus test groups and bullshit like that. You deserve to fucking fail. I and agree. Fail badly. I agree, one hundred percent. Fuck them. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much everything. Pretty I mean, there everything. is a thing about. Uh, I mean, it's not that huge, but. Uh, Supposedly, Amaranth wants to start her own fucking convention. Oh, good on her. I hope she succeeds. <laughs> no, really. I, I, dude, I, I, I've said this before, like, with, with the Jack Black thing. Like, I wish nothing but the best for people, even my, even if I have my own personal opinions about them that might be contradictory to, you know, anything that they present. Because at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not so full of myself that I can't take a moment to just appreciate a person for attempting to do so. The one thing I do want to plug, because it's, I guess it's, I don't know if it's local, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's an indie card game that just came out. Remember in the, remember in the past, Jay, that they, when they had uh, wrestling card games? Raw. 
Raw, yeah, they had WCW Raw. I think they had a WWF one too. Yeah, it, it was, was it was the same thing. Yeah, it was Raw. It was called Raw Deal or something like that. Well, they well a company has decided to actually make another wrestling game card game, and it's oh. called Super Super Show the Game, and uh, it's pretty fucking cool. Uh, I think uh, it's already so, out. What? Hello. So, I think it's already out. Yeah, it's, uh, this is the first time I've seen it, so I'm kind of plugging it because of that. This is actually not, okay. So, oh, fuck, I know the guys that did this. <laughs> Are they local? Uh, yes. Uh, let me see. Why was there a question mark at the end of that, Jason? Because he's not sure anymore. Okay, so president and CEO of SRG, Steve is one of the two founders. Some of the foundation. Okay, so no, it's not local, but there's two guys from another podcast that play at Grognard and they were like pushing this game hard, hard. So it's already it's already been out like it's out. Right. It's yeah. been out, I don't know how long it's been out, though. A long time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been like, I want to say at least five years. I'm looking to. Really? I have not seen this shit out recently. Yeah, I've seen people that I know specifically play it. Uh, Let me see. About Super Show. The game company uh, incorporated in New York State in 2014, where the business development designing SRG, a group devoted forward CEO. So 2014 is when it developed, but it's like... Oh, fuck. I can't think of the name of the podcast now. So it's the mid-2010s when it came out. That's not bad. I've not fucking heard of it, though. Because the, the last, like, wrestling um, system, I think, came out was in 2010. Yeah, no, this and one's comical. The- they actually... So, uh, last... Fuck. Is it Adepticon? I want to say it's Adepticon. They had like a tournament where they were playing alongside like blood bowl and they were actually, they actually have like a championship belt <laughs> that they, they give to people. Well, yeah, why not? Yeah. So it's uh yeah, there's a fuck. I can't remember the name. Like I got to remember the name of this podcast. It's people I know it's uh JP who's on the radio. He's actually on the radio. I think he's in Minnesota now. Uh, Mike and like two other guys. I can remember the name of the podcast. It was it's like they play that game like religiously. <laughs> so, yeah, SRG, um, it's, it's called Super Show, the game, and it's all like these hilarious wrestlers. Like none of them are real. It's just a hilarious wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it, the game is really fucking intuitive and quick to pick up and play. Like I've never had a game like be that the, grab me that fucking quick like i played flesh and blood and that took way too long for me to fucking get into for me to pl- to give a shit and they have a bunch of different ways to play or at least the different formats because they have like um tag team they have multiplayer and then they have basic uh one-on-one and yeah it, and they have their tournaments and stuff uh locally there's a group over there too and one of the i guess um they, they they were handing out promos and stuff, so that was fucking cool. Yeah, it's it's actually hilarious. 
Um, it's fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> I, I, I love the flavor and I love everything, and it and it and it's homegrown because it's made in the USA. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm plugging that too because apparently we're just plugging stuff tonight. Yeah. And uh, and and the decks that you buy, they're uh, that well, they have decks for different formats. They have individual single decks for specific wrestlers. Yep. They have starter packs, which come with like two wrestlers plus their plus three cards that are specific to them, like a finisher, a follow up, and a uh, an opener. Yeah. And you can swap out the decks and customize them any way you see fit. Plus, you can buy mystery packs that give you like a random wrestler and some extra cards to go with it. So, like, the game is pretty intuitive. The and the buy-in, I think the the deck I bought was like twenty-five bucks, and it was, um, it was the uh, the tag team one. Uh, but they have regular single, they have regular single one-on-ones uh, that you can buy for twenty-five. And I think the uh, the single wrestler ones are either twenty or twenty five, and they have them on their website too. Yeah, yeah. Where did you Where did you get yours at? Uh, the place that shall not be named. Fan fucking fantastic. I hate you. All right. <laughs> so they're they're in game stores. Um, yeah, because I know Grognard sells them. Grognard's been selling them. How about so. driving out to fucking Roselle? Fight me. Well, fuck your whatever that is. Look, if Titan Games was selling them, I'd buy them from him. Fuck yeah, you. it's a, it's a very niche game, though. Like, it's one of those like not everybody carries it. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. I, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to twist anybody's nutsack or, or, or nipples. If we want to be more gender, gender, gender inclusive. Um, Look, at the very least, at the end of the day, it plays a lot better than WWE 2K22. So I'm not going to fucking argue with it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you for for fucking months. I'm just entertained by it at this point. I still feel bad for you. Yeah. All right. I, Is that it, folks? That's it. That's I, all I got. That's all we got. Orlando's right. dying over here. I am. I'm, I, I can't yeah. wait to get the fucking sleep. Me either. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, thanks for staying this long. Check the links in the show notes. And again, as always, stay sexy and go fuck yourselves. <laughs>